Hey there, it's Helen here and welcome to the podcast. I'm a sales and strategy coach and messaging maven with two decades as an entrepreneur and a huge passion for helping experienced coaches like you be seen by the world as the expert that you are. I'm here to help you uncover, define and clearly communicate all of your skills to then position you as a leader, raise your revenue potential and quickly 10x your sales all by sharing everything you need to know about clear messaging and gentle selling that I've used to help hundreds of business owners successfully grow online. And here's another thing, I truly, truly value building simplicity and freedom into your world while we create your success. So this is all about making sure you earn your worth, make an impact, but also create an incredible lifestyle around your work. I am so glad to have you here, let's go. Oh my goodness, what an episode I have for you today. I'm about to introduce to you the one and only Lisa Johnson, who I had the absolute pleasure and honor of interviewing for this podcast a couple of weeks ago. Lisa is possibly the UK's most well-known coach and business strategist. She is a multi-million dollar earning coach, a best-selling author, anti-bullying crusader, and an incredible coach and business strategist, and actually the person who is responsible for catapulting me into my own journey as a coach when I did one of her courses coming up for two years ago now. So this was a real full circle moment for me, and I know, oh my goodness, there is so much in this episode. Go and grab a piece of paper and a pen and just get ready because I've learned so much from this recording and I know you are about to as well. Before we start, I have something else incredible for you and what I believe is the most powerful and useful free download you will ever get into your inbox. I'm gonna put a link into the show notes, but it is my plug and play template that you can use to create a piece of content that will drive your ideal clients into your DMs today. We all want to create more conversations with our ideal leads and that is what it's there for. So go and grab it and let's get on with the episode with Lisa. Okay, so Lisa, I just wanna start by saying, obviously you make a huge impact in the coaching industry. And I just want to say thank you so much for being on this podcast today, because you are absolutely responsible for my own success and getting me to where I am today. I did your one to many course about 18 months ago. It was absolutely incredible. So I really just want to say a thank you first and a massive welcome to the Purpose, Potential and Power podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that um, you've done one to many because it means that I know that you understand what I'm talking about and why it's so important to make this kind of... uh, diversified income. Absolutely. So I do want to dive straight into the questions, Lisa, because I know people can read all about your incredible kind of debt to success story. So I have about a million questions to ask you today. (laughs) because I know the listeners are going to get so much from this episode. So I want to dive straight into your zone of genius, which is strategy. Today's a big day for you, isn't it? You're just launching the day of recording. You are launching your brand new company, that strategy company, Just tell us a bit about that to start with. Well, how it came about is that I've been in business now for over six years. And in that time, people who come and work with me have very often, more than not, done other people's courses, 
have just been rubbish. <laughs> they've just been full <laughs> of fluff or, you know, they've overpromised a lot of the time and they haven't got what they needed out of it. And I'm really aware that people want to come and work in this online industry and why shouldn't they? It's a multi-billion dollar industry. It's amazing. Um, but when they come into the industry, often they feel like their only option is to become a coach. And sometimes they don't even know what they want to become a coach in. So they're selling 10K packages of of nothing. You know, I'll teach you how to, to sell a 10K package so you can teach others how to sell a 10K package. Um, but there's no substance to anything. And this kept happening over and over again with people being burned and, you know, seeing the, the darker side, if you like, of this industry. And I moaned about it for a long time and then realized that I need to stop moaning about it and do something about it. And so that Strategy Co. is a suite of CPD accredited programs for any kind of career that you want in the online industry. So if somebody wants to become a Facebook ads manager or an AI integrator or a social media manager or a launch strategist, we can now train them to a really high standard with a CPD certification so that businesses that hire those people, they're going to go onto a directory, can know that they're not just getting someone that's trained to a high standard, but also that ethics and integrity will be at the forefront of what they're being taught. So that's kind of the first part of it. And then we also have our what we call the Growth Academy, which is all the courses I'm known for now, plus a few more. And then we now have an agency as well, which is going to grow slowly over the next year because I want to take the best people that train with us in the academy and put them in the agency, but I'm not going to compromise quality. So it will happen slowly over time. Amazing. You've been working hard. <laughs> Definitely. My head has been down for a year. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. incredible. And you are literally raising the bar when it comes to raising the standard, like you said, the integrity of the industry, which is so important. Definitely something close to my heart as well. Um, when it comes to actually strategy for the, the businesses of my listeners, personally, I believe that the strategy piece starts with having complete clarity around what you do. It's where I start with my clients. You have to know what direction you're going in. You have to really focus in on what you're good at. I think it takes time to find that zone of genius. Um, and I've definitely I've done a lot of trial and error, refinement, refinement, refinement. Would you give any advice on ways that our listeners can really make this process more efficient to really kind of get that focus and then move forward with the right strategy? Yeah, I think it does take time. But I think that what people don't do is look at their strengths. So they go into business thinking, well, this is the business model that's working for everybody. And this is the messaging that's working for everybody. And so I'll do that when actually what they need to think is bring it back to them. What is their messaging? Sorry, that might have been me. That's probably me. I thought I'd switched it off. So no, it could be actually. Don't worry. It's fine. We'll, we'll okay. pick it out. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I think that people really need to think about the strengths in their own messaging. Like, what do they really want to do? What business model fits with their lifestyle? What business model works for them? And what messaging works for them? What are they good at? What are they not good at? Mm -hmm. And instead of looking around at what everybody else is doing, just focus solely on, on you. And you'll evolve over time. But actually, the best way to, to, to start is to start. Mm -hmm. And you might start messily and you might not start without changing 
15 different times um, before you get it right. But actually, you don't know often until you start things off, until you start selling, until you start um, helping others what your zone of genius is, because it evolves with you. So it is literally a case of time and trial and error and learning, learning from mistakes. But it's so easy, isn't it, to actually, like, logically, our brains go, well, that person there has had that success. So therefore, if I follow and copy, I will have that success too. But times are changed. You know, they're a few years ahead. When they started was different. It's a completely different set of circumstances, isn't it? And you're different to them. So it won't work because of that. You're unique. And, and because of that, you have to do things your way. And it's why in One to Many, which is one of my programs, we used to have like a blueprint, like do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that for some people that wasn't working. They didn't like video, for instance, or they weren't very good at using Instagram or Facebook groups. And so we added in a, a university of different ways to do the things that I was teaching them because there is no one size fits all. We can't assume that if somebody copies exactly what we do, they're going to get the same results. And actually, real strategy is looking at why things are going to work for you in particular. Why, like For my clients, when we do a strategy day, often I'll be teaching them things to do that I haven't done myself because that isn't the way I that worked for me. But I can see it, works, it will work for them because of their own strengths. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So your zone of genius um, is literally seeing the strategy that other businesses need to make money. I mean, you you literally say that almost word for word. What are some of the common gaps that you see if there is such a thing or some of the, you know, the glaring gaps that sometimes you really feel that you want to help your clients focus on so that, you know, when it comes to the systems that they need to have in place, especially I'm talking to about the experienced coaches. So coaches that have perhaps tried and been in the business for a year, two years, and you know, they've, they've perhaps plateaued. What are the things that you kind of go in and say, oh, we need to do this or we need to change yeah. that? I, mainly I want them to start from scratch again, because often <laughs> when people have made a bit of money, they've kind of winged it in a way. They haven't really had a strategy at all. Often I'll do a strategy day with somebody and they won't know, A, how much exactly they want to make. So if they don't have those goals, how can they even hit them? Like they're not writing the goals down. They're not having KPIs in their business. Even if you're one person, you need KPIs. You need things to measure against. Like it's the one thing from corporate. I know we all want to get away from our corporate days, but we need to bring it with us because it's really important that we still measure our success um, or our not success because that's how we learn to, to have successes. Um, and I think a lot of the time people jump into things. So we'll do a strategy day and we'll say, this is where you want to be. So if, if you're at A and you want to get to B, these are all the things you're going to need to do to get to from A to B. And then what you should be looking at is the gaps. So you should be going, OK, well, is that a knowledge gap? Can I not do that because I don't know how to do it? Is there a skills gap? Do I need to you know, hire a freelancer or hire an employee? What are the gaps there? Is it a resource that I need? And instead, what people are doing is they're jumping into, you know, hiring all sorts of different people without actually doing the strategy to know whether they need those people or not. A lot of the time, it's just about audience building. Like it's the bit that is missed off the most. Like people come into the online industry and they want to sell stuff and they've created amazing offers. I'm like, this is going to be so great but they don't have an audience and they'll keep moving their messaging, changing their like creations, like putting out different content, but they haven't thought about the most basic thing, which is how am I going to grow an audience? 
Mm-hmm. Because without an audience, you have nobody to sell it to. Yeah, I was going to ask you, that was my next question, which is perfect. You um, <laughs> completely um, guessed that one. So yeah, obviously messaging is the thing, you're speaking to, to me about messaging, that's the thing that I love to help people do to actually get that attention, but it's just one part of it. So we all want to be seen. We all want visibility. I remember saying to my coach about six months ago, like, I know my offers are good. Exactly what you just said. I love my offers. I feel really confident. But if only more people knew about it, and it is that visibility piece. So what would you say, Lisa, makes a coach stand out and be seen um, other than messaging? And what's been like the biggest needle mover for you? Is it networking, PR, for example, something else? I think it's a mixture of things. I really believe in a multi-layered visibility strategy. So what most people do is they go, I'm going to do one thing. So they might like really concentrate on social media, for instance. But it takes a lot more than that these days because it's noisy out there. So I believe in every 90 days picking three things. So for me, um, in the last 90 days, it was going on podcasts. Um, It was promoting my book. Mm-hmm. And it was speaking on stages. And they were the three things. And I will do those 90 days. And at the end of the 90 days, I will evaluate. Most people don't evaluate their visibility. That's another issue. But to think, okay, well, what's worked and what hasn't? Well, the stages got me 200 new people into my audience. So we should always be measuring how many people are coming onto our email list. Our email list is the only part that really matters. The rest are vanity metrics. So you know, how many people have come on? And then if something's not working at all, switch that one out and do something different. Like maybe now I'm going to go and guest speak in different memberships or or masterminds and see how many people I can get in that way. I honestly believe that 80% of what we do as an online marketer is growing our email list. Yeah. You know, getting people at the top of that funnel, 20% of what we do is delivery. Um, so if 80% is that, we need to be doing something every single day to get new people onto that email list. Absolutely. It's part of the messaging ecosystem, isn't it? People don't really realize that because, yeah, social media is just the tip of the iceberg. How you speak, how you show up, how you present yourself and how you write your emails and your blog posts, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. I love that. So when it comes to the coaching business itself I, and the structure, there are a million ways you can build a coaching business and, you know, high ticket, low ticket, variety of different office suites, blah, blah, blah. I know that a lot of our listeners today are either selling or wanting to sell high ticket programs or coaching programs. Do you have any advice for those listeners, particularly um, about from your experience? Yeah, I think be careful wanting it, first of all. I feel like we're often taught that if we have high ticket, we'll make more money because, you know, sell something for 20,000 that you'll make more money than selling something for for 500 pounds. That depends. Mm -hmm. So we've done things before where we've sold a high ticket and then we've dropped the price so low that we've made a lot more money from it because of volume of people. Mm -hmm. So you have to think about, your business model and the way you're going to do things, whether it's high ticket, low ticket, you know, really low ticket, mini offers, that kind of thing, evergreen launching in a whole ecosystem of your business. Like what's going to work for you? If you have a very small audience, high ticket probably is the best way to to start off with. But the thing about high ticket that no one teaches you is there has to be value in the high ticket what most people say is we'll just do what you're doing and stick a zero on the end that will give you something very short term 
and then your business will die. <laughs> like you need a long-term sustainable business. And to get that, you have to show value in what you're doing. So if you're going to have something that's VIP level, make it VIP level in everything you do. Not just, well, we're going to do it in a nice hotel. That's not going to cut it. People are aware of this now. Um, so yeah, I think that it's a it's a it leads people down a garden path to go. Just do high ticket. It's easier. It's much, much harder because you need to be giving much more of yourself for someone that's paying high ticket. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. So um, you've had obviously incredible success, Lisa, and it was quite quick when you read about your story, relatively quick. Like, you know, you're very open about the income that you made in year one, year two, et cetera. And everyone wants this is like the million dollar question like how did you make it happen so quickly I remember asking a coach a different coach and she said well if you want quick success you won't have it like that's not right but you know she was basically referring to the fact that you've got to take your time and it's wrong to kind of grow that quickly you're just going to fall at the end of it you know you'll the bubble will burst kind of thing but I would love to know like what are your tips for that quick success, does it come down to that audience growth? Is that the focus that like you said earlier? Yeah, if we're going to be honest about it, like there's two things to say here. First off, if I did it again, I would like it to have been slower. Okay. It's all right having quick success, but your mindset isn't where it needs to be. Suddenly you're a CEO with a staff of 12 um, managing a business, a big business, making multi-millions, and your mindset is still yeah. earning thousand pounds a month you know like it takes time for your mindset to catch up and for you to become a CEO and to think like a CEO so I think that I would have it a bit slower if I did it again but if you want a fast growth the reality is you have to be obsessed with your business but people don't like that answer Mm -hmm. because they like balance you have to be obsessed with it I spent every hour that I could and I didn't have many hours because I had a full-time job and I was bringing up four-year-old twins, but any hours that I had were on that business. And people were, if they saw me do that now, they would be saying, you know, where's your work-life balance? You need to do things for you and self-care. All that went out the window for a year and a half to be able to now have all the time off in the world and travel wherever I like and spend as much time as I want with my kids. I sacrificed a year and a half to be able to have many, many years where it's much, much easier. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, you have to be obsessed with it. I see people who say they want to grow their business really quickly, but then they'll say, you know, well, I, you know, I, I have to take this time for me. Like I will only work three hours because I want this balance and I need to do this and I need to do that. It's about priorities if mm-hmm. we're honest about it, but no one tells you that mm-hmm. they tell you that it will just work. It won't. You have to, you have to sacrifice yeah so it's hard work let's just face it hard work hard work and just yeah. that commitment to that in especially in the beginning and that's what we're knowing doing. that it may only be for a short space of time yeah. like you can't that's not sustainable forever you will burn out mm-hmm. but you I did burn out a couple of times but I, I kind of knew that that was going to happen but I knew why I was doing it yeah absolutely and um, and I think I'd love to ask your opinion about how the coaching industry is changing as well. Because obviously, you know, when you started six years ago, it's very different to a coach who started a year ago is about to go into 2024. The circumstances are very, very different. Have you got anything, any kind of words of wisdom on the coaching industry, where it is now, where it's going? 
and how that might affect someone's growth and success kind of coming into into the next year? Yeah, I think, first of all, make sure you are a coach. Honestly, I'm not a coach. I'm a strategist. And I knew very quickly I wasn't. A coach helps people find the answers within themselves. Um, As a strategist, I just tell people what to do. So I wouldn't say I'm in the coaching industry, but I have a lot of clients who are in the coaching industry and who are coaches. And I think that the things that are changing, the biggest things that are changing is what you're selling as a coach can no longer be a nice to have. So Mm -hmm. six years ago, you could put out pretty much anything, however fluffy it was. I saw, you know, especially spiritual coaches putting out a load of nonsense but people would buy it anyway yeah that doesn't happen now like you need to be solving a problem and if you're not solving a problem that someone has they won't buy it because it's different now you know the cost of living crisis makes everything different um but even without a cost of living crisis people have been burned online um and so they they need trust so don't expect people to be buying from you straight away like build that trust be showing up as often as you can be showing the results that you get people as often as you can, because it's the trust that will have you making money long term. Um, I think it's quite easy to make six figures in a launch very quickly. But I've seen lots and lots of people do that and then disappear because the delivery wasn't as good. Do it slower. Make sure that the delivery is your best thing remembering all the time whatever you're putting out there whatever messaging however you're going to do a marketing plan that it's not about you it's about them and and what they need and your clients and how you've helped them and if you do that you can't go far wrong mm-hmm. I love that I love your authenticity your relatability you so honestly so it's one of the things that was attracted um to you for because you you really are so so genuine and I just wanted to kind of finish with asking you about this because you really do stand for things. You stand for, I mean, you're an anti-bullying campaigner. You definitely, I've heard you speak many, many times about like the spiritual coaching and all the woo-woo nonsense and being sold fluff that will not get you anywhere and a little bit of the lack of integrity within the industry. And um, that has become obviously part of your brand. And I'd love you to speak about that for a second because you know, one of my clients actually, I was saying, oh, I'm interviewing Lisa, and she was saying one of the things that she absolutely loves about you is is that, exactly that. It is part of your brand, and it's so important, isn't it, to have that, like, have something to stand for. Yeah, tell me tell me your thoughts on that. I believe the difference, and this is a big old thing, the difference between people that make multi-millions and people that really struggle to, mm-hmm. to get anywhere is CEO thinking like thinking like a CEO. And when I looked at what CEOs were like, like the ones that were making the money, there were a few different things about them. For instance, they're not scared of failure. They'll they'll just get back, back up again. They don't really care what people think about them. But one of the biggest things was that they live and die by their values. Now, those values might not be good values. Look at someone like Andrew Tate, but he still makes money because he lives and dies by those things that he really believes in. And he makes sure that everyone knows that. And then there's really good values that you have. Like I like to think that the values I have are really good. I I want this industry to be better. And so I will talk about it. Now, what I see a lot of coaches teaching people is never to say anything negative online. You know, only 
share positive things and that will get people to buy from you. But the fact is that shows no values. It doesn't show what you're about, what you care about. If you talk loudly about what you care about, what you stand for and what you don't stand for, yes, people are not going to like it. Yes, you're going to repel a ton of people that don't like what you're saying. But you're also, those people that do want to work with you are only going to want to work with you because you'll be the only one standing up and saying it. Uh, So like, just work out what your values are what you really care about. They don't have to be anything to do with the business you're in. I call it secondary messaging. Mm-hmm. And just talk about what those things are, whether it's, you know, if you care about the environment, if you care that the education in schools is just not up to par these days, whatever it is, talk about it. Because those people that agree with you, they're going to be so attracted to working with you. Yeah. And everyone that I've worked with, everyone that has done well working with me, They care about integrity and ethics and changing the status quo. Yeah. It takes confidence, doesn't it? Yeah. And it takes not caring if you're liked, if I'm honest, because you you can't be liked all the time. And if you're a leader, you're going to say things that change people's perception of things. And to to make a difference, you're not going to be liked by everybody and it's being confident enough in who you are and knowing who you are to not care about that yeah yeah so true it's funny I've actually got a post coming out in about an hour's time about my take on toxic positivity because that is something that I feel is really genuinely damaging and yeah I I hear what you say it's Mm -hmm. really damaging because we're told constantly that we need to be in this high vibe state and to be in a high vibe state you can only talk about positive things but the problem with that is that we're lying to ourselves and to others we're not being authentic even to ourselves if we're pretending we're positive all the time like there are things in the world that aren't great and we need to talk about them Mm -hmm. absolutely wow so much incredible value thank you so much Lisa just um we'll obviously drop all the links in the show notes but how can people get in touch with you what's the best way my instagram is the easiest way um lisa johnson strategist and um if you want to see what we do just go over to the new website which is thatstrategyco.com amazing thank you so much lisa great thanks for having me such an incredible episode as i knew it would be with lisa go and check out all the links in the show notes to go and connect with us both and of course i would love it if you would Take a screenshot, tag us both in your stories, share your takeaways. And as always, I appreciate a five-star review. It really helps us on this podcast to continue to get the incredible guests that we do. So I'm so hope that you enjoy the episode and I will see you next time.